Hello everyone, welcome back to Chibi and Chilled Anime Podcast, the podcast that talks all about all things anime, all things manga, anything that you're kind of thinking Japan related, it's about anime, it's about manga, I'm going to be talking about it on this podcast, so be sure to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. So I'm your host Ryan and I'm a massive anime and manga fan and I have been for many 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 years since the 90s since I was a kid and that fad has never truly ended. So a few things before we dive into today's episode. I've got a bunch of new anime pin badges over on my eBay shop for you to check out. There's One Piece ones, there's Pokemon one and there's some Jujutsu Kaisen ones with more being added to the range soon. I'm not entirely sure when, I need to kind of prep them first, but they are coming soon. Be sure to check out the first five pins that are over, they're already live, they're already on the shop, go check them out. You won't want to miss out on them, they're great to add to hats, bags, like straps on stuff. Honestly, go check them out, I've kept some of them for myself to add to my bag, because I just couldn't let them all go, I needed to keep some for myself. And also, if you're into Funko Pops, much like myself, and like me, are also kind of addicted to them. I've got a 10% off code for you for OpticCollectibles.com and it's ChibiWeeb. So if you enter the code ChibiWeeb on OpticCollectibles.com, you'll save 10% off your order. Go check them out. They've got some exclusives and chase on chase what pops on there and also some like mystery boxes where it's kind of like you could get a chase, you could get a normal, who knows, it's all part of the Funko collecting fun. Go to opticcollectibles.com for 10% off using the code CHIBBYWEEB. So this episode is all about One Piece, the Marinford arc. So I've kind of started this mini-series, I guess, where I've kind of started to discuss and go through and review the One Piece arcs as I kind of go through them. I haven't done the smaller arcs, such as Sabode or Impel Down, they kind of link in, I kind of mentioned them in this one, but I don't, haven't done those ones because they are slightly smaller. But Marinford is one of the biggest arcs, it's one of the most kind of striking arcs in One Piece thus far. So let's dive into it and let's discuss all about this colossal kind of story arc that is Marinford. So, Marinford is often accredited as one of the best arcs for One Piece. It's like the top tier one. It's the one that people always say is like, oh my god, wait until you get to Marinford. Like, oh my god, you'll not believe Marinford. Da, da, da. All this stuff about Marinford. And alongside Wano now, it's considered one of the best arcs for the entire storyline. And I've not caught up yet. I'm not going to lie. I've not caught up. So, I can't cast judgment on the later arcs, such as Wano. I'm currently on episode 598 in Punk Hazard. So I'm not too far off. I'm not too far off. I'm nearly in the 600s, which is a milestone in itself. And Marinford is one of those ones that created some big shifts in the One Piece storyline and the world and kind of caused some big changes for a lot of the characters in the storyline of the entirety world of One Piece. So this kind of mini-series that I've kind of started wouldn't be right if I didn't talk about Marinford. It's kind of, it's too big to kind of miss, and it'd be bizarre if I didn't. So the Marinford arc is also referred to as the Marine Headquarters arc, and it's the 22nd story arc in the manga and anime, with it being the 14th season of the anime. And it's the fourth story arc in the Summit War saga, which kind of included Impel Down and stuff. 
And up until this point in the story, this is the biggest war known to date. It's the biggest one we've seen. It's the biggest one that any of the characters have kind of experienced up until this point. And Marinford had or has lots of strong characters that fight against each other. All these kind of different ones that we've met in the past all kind of collide. And it's just these big mashups of battles and devil fruit powers and hacky and everything. Everything that you know about kind of... One Piece and its power system is kind of being displayed right here. So we've got Whitebeard, you've got the Strong Division Commanders, you've got the Admirals, you've got the Vice Admirals, and you've got Luffy and his crew and those that have just escaped Impel Down, all in the middle, all kind of fighting for their own kind of reasons and their own kind of goals, with Luffy's obviously to be save Ace. And the Marinford arc kind of saw so many changes and emotional changes to the character lineup in One Piece and Marinford arc was massive in more ways because of this and kind of two of the biggest forces of One Piece collide but it also gave all of us the massive kind of blow and shock of the death of Portis D. Ace and Edward Newgate Whitebeard in the same arc with like episodes part and it's kind of that shock of wow two Big characters that we've seen so much, heard so much about, seen so many times, or we've seen Portis the Ace, we've seen Ace so many times, and kind of got to know him a tiny bit, we know he's Luffy's brother, da, 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 all this stuff. And they're gone, they're just destroyed, they're gone, and, you know, one of them turned into a donut, and the other one died standing up, and it's just so much drama in such short episodes. And Ace, I thought, had one of the coolest character designs, and I got a grand line figure of him on holiday and it's absolutely awesome and I was so upset when he died because I thought I kind of expected that character to kind of go a little bit further but I guess that's the kind of point is that he was kind of set up by by uh, Roger Goldie Roger to kind of overtake him and succeed as the as the king of the pirates but now obviously obviously not you know, it's kind of, the world was kind of shook. They found all this information out about him being Goldie Roger's son and, you know, the bloodline lives on and the world was like, oh, oh no, why? You know, this can't be, that can't happen. All You know, they're all so shocked and horrified at the fact that his bloodline lives on. And that kind of forecasting of the lineage has now been stopped. It's now cut short, which is just super kind of shocking and shows the power of the marines we also got to see so many more characters in different kind of ways and how they kind of interacted and one that was interesting is how blackbeard teach was able to absorb whitebeard's guru guru no Mi devil fruit power and it's the first character that we see one that's even attempted this and two has somehow been able to absorb two devil fruit powers in one in the one piece world a person can only eat one devil fruit because if they eat two they'll die and i don't know if teach found a little bit like of a loophole with this because he technically didn't eat the fruit he just absorbed the power so does it work slightly different in that kind of sense you know that's super super interesting at this point in the story he's the first person ever to have two devil fruit powers and that kind of starts a new kind of mission for the Blackbeard Pirates to kind of go around the world absorbing these devil fruit powers to become basically 
impossible to beat to become just like gods, god level characters in the story. But this is a side note. How ugly are the Blackbeard pirates? They're so foul and awful to look at, which as the kind of bad pirate kind of type, it makes it easier to not like them because they're so hideous. But yeah, interesting kind of lineup. Weird, weird characters, but kind of cool at the same time, but awful to look at. We end up learning so much more about Whitebeard and his really humble and kind kind of goal to to kind of help people and grow a grow a family, I guess, or collect a family, I guess. And kind of people like Ace who struggle with his own existence for so so long all his life essentially because people have, you know, said that if Goldie Rogers' bloodline lives on, that person shouldn't be alive, should be killed, all this stuff. And he struggled with his own existence, and it's only at this point when he's on the chopping block that he realises how many people have come to save him, how many people are there for him, and that actually he had such a large family at this point. And look at how there was the controversy of the kind of betrayal around Whitebeard and some of the other pirates, and the almost the kind of, like, not seedy, but the deal that is supposedly made with the Marines in order to save Ace. And that kind of, again, this interlinking of emotions and character kind of personalities and their own goals and how he desperately wanted to save Ace. And Ace and Whitebeard's characters just so perfectly complement each other. You know, one is, knows the importance of family and growing a family and being around people that he's kind of made his family and Ace who struggled being with people and started to push people away when they did get tried to get close because he didn't think he was even worth being around and all of this just made it even more shocking when both of them died and alongside all this going on you've got characters from Impel Down fighting alongside Luffy such as Ivankov and Buggy and I think Buggy became one of my top One Piece characters in this arc, and especially in the Impel Down arc. And one, I love to glow up. I love the ponytail. That really, really, really suits that character, and it looks so good. And he really became the com- the kind of comedy, light-hearted comedy character for these arcs. And it just got so lucky so many times, and his crew was so kind of blinded by, <laughs> blinded by that, and... I ended up loving the Buggy character. I didn't quite care for him in the earlier, like when we first saw him, like quite very early on in One Piece storyline. I just saw him as another kind of character that was kind of like, oh yeah, okay, he's got a devil fruit, he's an evil pirate, da da da. But now I see him in a completely different light and I'm so happy that he's kind of gone in that direction. And yeah, absolutely love Buggy. I, on Funko Pop point of view, I need the Buggy Funko Pop. So... I need to check out Optic Collectibles and maybe use my own code, Jibbyweeb, to save 10%. Just a tiny plug there, save 10%. <laughs> but we see so many kind of god-like powers from the likes of Whitebeard with the tidal wave as one of the first attacks and how the ocean gets split into all these different parts and then it being frozen by one of the admirals and these are things that are beyond Luffy's ability at this point. And it shows the danger that exists by going into this battle and the danger that he put himself in and the sheer strength and power of these 
juggernaut colliding characters of the marines of the whitebeard pirates all this kind of stuff and this is a series that is not afraid to hurt its main characters and put them in danger and that kind of risk felt more real because we know how Oda isn't scared to hurt Luffy and isn't scared for him to really really be beaten and but that's the kind of that's where One Piece kind of gets a little bit different because it's when Luffy is at his rock bottom when he's being beaten when he's having to recover when he's forced to recover that he gets stronger from that point from coming out of that darkness that he ends up being in instead of in a lot of anime in a lot of storylines we end up seeing it's after a battle and winning it and being like yay we won that people get stronger instead it's a complete opposite for Luffy and it's about this kind of growth of how he's at his bottom he cannot work out why he can't do stuff or why he can't win or there's so much emotion involved and he's having to he's so active and he wants to do this stuff and he has to be in a place of recovery that he grows and I think that is so much more inspiring than it is in other storylines when people get stronger when they win. We also see a change in the era and the mark of a new era alongside the death of Whitebeard, Garp and Sengoku both step down to be kind of be these kind of mentor roles and raise a new generation of marines and it causes this shift in the dynamical characters in the balance of the power in the world and the balance of the One Piece storyline and how because of characters kind of taking new roles, some have died, it kind of sets a new era in motion and one that actually causes a different effect than what the Marines kind of thought it would. With the Marines winning the war in the end, they kind of hoped that they would kind of instead be more calm, the seas would be more calm, there'd be a lot more peace and that's what a lot of the public in a lot of the islands wanted as well. They wanted this peace. They wanted the Great Pirate Era to end, along with the Marines. They wanted it to end as well. And the sea got so much more chaotic and turbulent, with so many pirates wanting to take one take Whitebeard's place. But Whitebeard also, yet again, confirmed that the One Piece is real and it is out there. And that, again, inspired another generation of people, more, loads more pirates, to go and find Gold D. Rogers' treasure of the One Piece. So it completely did the opposite of what the Marines wanted. And after the loss of Luffy's brother, Ace, he was inspired to grow stronger and returned to Marinford as a kind of PR stunt almost, so that all of the Straw Hat crew would see in the papers the mark on Luffy's arm that was the 3D crossed out, and 2Y written underneath. And that kind of marks that instead of three days meeting in Sabode, we need to meet again in two years. And everyone, everyone started their respective training to get stronger for the new world. And I loved, loved that everyone just stopped what they were doing. They stopped trying to escape these islands and attempted to grow stronger, gain new tools, gain new powers, learn about the islands. And each of them got so much stronger. The glow-up that they had was immense. We'll talk about this in the Fishman Island episode because, wow, it's just awesome. And I loved the dedication that each of the characters had to being stronger. And yes, everyone misses each other. Everyone wants to be come back together. Everyone wants to be back on the sunny. But 
they know the bigger goal is two years, get stronger, become the best pirate crew ever and get that one piece. And I think some of my favourite episodes of this entire arc were actually the last couple where we see the child, Luffy, Ace and Sabo. And these ones, I know they were they were linked to Marineford, they're more of a backstory arc, but I just loved how we saw how those guys met, how Garp introduced them or introduce Ace and Luffy and how he was responsible for them, which is why we see so much emotion from Garp around uh, Luffy and around Ace and how how torn he was throughout the entire arc. And we kind of see where they grew up and how the Mountain Bandits and uh, Sabo's story, backstory was. And I've not reached the point where Sabo returns. I know he returns, but in my eyes at the moment, I think he's still dead so not going to ruin that for myself by finding that out but I think these were the kind of really interesting episodes where we start to see the darker sides of society and the elite and their kind of attitudes towards the lower classes to them and their kind of grotesque way of thinking about life and the meaning of life and the kind of stages that you're at and all that kind of stuff you kind of see this grotesque kind of way of thinking and I think that's a kind of interesting play on life. You know, there's so many hidden messages in One Piece. And I think that's one of the really strong ones that we'll see continuously, especially with the Celestial Dragons and stuff. And then we have the links to the other characters in One Piece world. So one of our favourite arcs is actually the Thriller Bark. I loved that. I love Halloween, so it's perfect for me. And what I thought was interesting is the link back to Oz from that arc and the giant, the ancient giant Oz. And little Oz Jr. that we see come uh, from the Whitebeard Pirates. That was super interesting. I did not expect to see that link. And it's moments like this, the interlinking of the rest of the anime, uh, One Piece anime world, a manga world, I guess, that make it so interesting and so different to any other anime. It makes it stand out, I think. This world and its characters are so linked in so many ways. And there are probably so many more that I maybe haven't found, but that's what makes it super interesting that there'll be so many more links than what we actually notice. And there'll be so many Easter eggs that Oda has hidden in there for us to find. And I think that's the thing with One Piece is there's so, there's so, because there's so many episodes, there's this kind of tendency for the anime community and people wanting to get into One Piece to kind of find out what arcs they can skip. And I kind of hate the answers when people go, oh yeah, you can skip Thriller Bark, you can skip Skypea, you can skip this, 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 and kind of focus on the big, chunky um, arcs. But I think it's not worth skipping any of them. Because of this linking, you'll miss so many kind of nuances, you'll miss so many of these nods to the other islands and the other story arcs that we've already been on and arcs that we're yet to go on there's so much like uh retrospectiveness and there's so much foreshadowing that it's not worth skipping just so you can kind of catch up to where a, a certain percentage of the anime watching and at one piece community is there's so many people like myself that haven't caught up and right now i'm in punk hazard but i'm not going to rush my way through I'm not going to skip episodes. I'm not going to just drag the slider to to kind of get the footnotes of the episodes. There's so much to enjoy and so much. Yes, there's a lot of episodes. I'm not going to lie. It is a marathon to get through, but it's a marathon. And it's not a race. Is that the right saying? 
yeah, I guess. Yeah, don't rush it, essentially, is what I'm saying. Don't rush it. There's no point to rushing it. And Marionford, yes, it's massive. It's one big battle, essentially. And it kind of, one of the Google things that comes up when you start to research One Piece is, what arts can I skip? Or can I skip Marionford? And there's just no point. Don't ruin the story of One Piece by not getting all these nuances and not getting these little points. The things like with Oz from Thriller Bark, yes, it wasn't, you know, that's only a little nod. But it's a nod that you'll miss if you skip the arc. If you skipped Thriller Bark, you'd have no idea about uh, Gekko Moria. You'd have no idea about why he wants to get Little Oz Jr. You'd have no idea about Oz. So there's so many kind of... That's only a little nod in the story of Marionford in that arc. But it makes such a difference to what you know about One Piece and the world of One Piece. So definitely do not skip this arc. You'll be doing yourself an injustice by doing that. I think this is one of those arcs for me where I really enjoyed watching it. But then when it was over and kind of thinking back over it, especially like to do this episode, for example... It became even better, weirdly enough. I enjoyed it even more, kind of looking back to it, thinking about all the characters, their links, their backstories, all this stuff. It became better once I finished it. And that's something that I find sometimes with the One Piece arcs, is I enjoy watching them. I love them. I obviously love watching it. But I think the arcs become stronger when you notice more of the links, when you kind of reflect on the arc a little bit more. You kind of see more of the detail that Oda puts into these worlds. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to catch up, but I'm not going to rush, like I've just said. But I cannot wait to find out more about the One Piece world as I go through this journey. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you're new to the podcast, thank you so much for checking this out. I really do appreciate every single listen, every follow, every download. It really does mean a lot. From one weeb to another, thank you so much. If you're wanting any anime merch, head over to my social media links. Find me on social media, find me on TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. And you'll see a link to my eBay shop where I have a bunch of anime themed prints for you to check out with worldwide shipping. Please do leave a rating and a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on this to. It really does support the show. It only takes a few seconds and it's free. I cannot ask. If I ask one thing of you, I'd ask that. Please do leave a rating and a review. Even if it's not great, please let me know. You know, it's even a bad one. Well, bad press is always, what. no, what's the saying? Any press is good press, I guess. Oh, that rhymed. So, so... A rating and a review would be great. It really does support the show, so thank you so, so much for whatever roof can review you do leave. If you're a mega fan of anime, then why not check out my brand new Patreon monthly subscription club? There are three tiers of membership, Chibi Fan, Chibi Super Fan and Chibi Mega Fan, with each tier being better than the last. Each month, for one cost, you'll receive free prints, 
free downloads and much, much more, including exclusive behind the scenes videos, photos and more of how I create my prints and anime themed artwork. If you'd like to receive exclusive updates and anime themed goodies every single month delivered straight to you, then why not check out my Patreon? The link's down below. I'm sure you'll love being a part of the Chibi Weeb fan club. Sometimes finding a birthday card or an occasion card can be a boring task. However, I have some anime themed cards on my thoughtful.co.uk creator profile, which is found in my links on social media. Over on Thoughtful, you'll find a bunch of anime themed cards such as Studio Ghibli Happy Birthday cards and more with my range being updated regularly. Each card is processed by thoughtful.co.uk with shipping being fast, quick and efficient. You can shop my anime themed cards over on my Instagram with my links being over on there. Just search Chibiweeb Anime and you'll find me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Please do leave a rating and a review down below. It really does support the show and it's free to do. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next Friday. Have a great weekend. If you're a subscriber or if you're thinking of subscribing or starting to see on Apple Podcasts, I'll see you on Sunday for the next episode of the Chibi Teeth exclusive Apple Podcast exclusive episode on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.